0: By pressing play, you've been transported to Escape Velocity, where the random and ridiculous thoughts expressed here do not reflect the views of the store or the employees. There will be no apologies for the things said today by your hosts and their guests. With that being said, enjoy the experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. is reaction that's all, is you that's that's all the did was this I game, game with a He didn't even
2: look at me! <laughs> <How did I? laughs> Why uh, would I? Why would you? <laughs> uh, all, all right, let's go ahead and uh, jump. You've been in- shown to our family. <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, jump into today's episode. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast,
0: the best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between.
2: And by everything in between, he means the space between your eyes. Is it too much? Is it too little? Do you have lights set eyes? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I can't see you, but God damn it, do I love you. As always, I am Daniel, and across from me is my partner in crime from the very beginning.
0: Kills for show, a.k.a. the blackest night rising.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) And if you didn't notice, there's no TJ here saying that uh, it was better than what he had planned. TJ, unfortunately, is no longer part of the show. He's gone on to some bigger and better things. We can't actually talk about what they are, but we uh, support you. We are here for you, TJ, and anytime you're back on the show, we are glad to have you. Taking his spot, however... We have a new co-host. We kind of told you about it last week. Yes. Um, our new co-host is Michelle. You might probably heard her on a previous episode. Hello. How you doing, Michelle?
3: I'm doing great. How's everybody
2: doing? Doing fantastic. Doing well. Yeah.
0: Doing well. Thank you for asking.
2: Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you on the show now, and uh, we of look course. forward to what's glad coming to in the future. So glad today, you're glad. Yeah. Uh, today we are talking about, again, a second part of our Black History Month series. And last week we talked about Marvel. We talked about color... Uh, <laughs> we talked about characters of color... Um, writers um, of the same suit. I believe oh it
3: was God. Iron Man and Power Fist.
2: <laughs> Which no, is... Iron
0: Bottom and Power Fist. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Uh, that's a porn parody that we will be producing this uh, coming summer.
0: Oh, we're really expanding the network. <laughs> <laughs> Enlarging <laughs> the uh, brand. So
2: today we're going across the pond and we are going to DC. And man, I, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of good but the diversity in writers is not that big. Word.
0: No, that's true. That's why one of the things, too, I don't know if they purposely um, thought about this when this occurred, but it's one of those things, by them not having a lot of diversity, we got this, and that was the introduction of the Milestone of milestone Comics, the imprint of DC um, comic books that were created by four black individuals, those individuals being Dwayne, uh, McDuffie, Denny's, um, Cohen, Michael Davis and Derek Dingle. Yeah. Um, and in 1993.
2: Yeah. And, and that, that was huge, you know, because yeah. DC was pretty whitewashed for a while. Like
0: most things in America. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was, very, it was very cool and very revolutionary that they were even allowed to do this, and it still hasn't been replicated to this day. Mm-hmm. And Because um, we're going to be touching upon more of characters that spun out that later on in the show, but if you want to get way more in detail and see their personal journey and their stories, you should check out The Secret um, secret History of Comic Books by Ron Kurtman. It was mm-hmm. a special on AMC. Oh, that yeah. That episode was very insightful and dope, so if you haven't checked it out, definitely do that.
2: Absolutely a must watch. Yes. It, it, it was... I, I, I. Uh, you learn so much. You do, but it's not in your face learning. It's like, I, I genuinely want to know more about this.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people might not even know about it. Be like, oh, okay. I thought Static was just here. Yeah. I know. Static <laughs> had an origin outside mm-hmm. of DC Comics and the Dakotaverse.
2: Uh, so much. Uh, so, kind of like last week, we're going to start off, you know, going through some of the uh, characters, heroes of color that we, uh, we're most familiar with. And, uh,. Alright, Kelsey, why don't you go ahead and start us off with one of the characters that you picked.
0: Alright, so this guy is a pretty well-known, um, as a DC, um, superhero, because a lot of us in this generation grew up with him from the Teen Titans co- cartoon, and, and when it comes to black characters, normally they're to stand out, because they're the cool ones, there's the ones with the, catchphr- the catchphrases and all that jazz. So um, they know how
2: to navigate New York. Exactly, they know the mean streets. <laughs> That's right, and all
0: that good stuff. But um, it's gonna be the boy cyborg, oh man, aka Victor Victory Stone. Yep. Um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with him, um, he was created in, ni- in the 1980s by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Hmm. And um, debuted in DC Comics Presents. And I didn't know that. I just always assumed his origin started in the Teen Titans comic book. Which they didn't, but of course, he ends up being one of the members in the new inter- uh, incarnation of the series. Because, like, if you listen to our previous podcast, we talked about how the original group was Wonder Girl, Robin, Speedy, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. And they were all sidekicks, but when they got revamped later on in, like, the 80s during, like, the whole darkening and more grittiness of a lot of superhero com- comic books, they was kind of basically trying to make them um, DC's equivalent to the X-Men at the time, which they also had a crossover with at one oh, point, yeah. which I just found out about in recent years that I need to buy that. Actually,
2: uh, I just picked that one up in my box. Uh, Mike found it, and he's like, if you haven't read this, and I'm like, oh, well, I have, but uh, let me have it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it goes back more to like, the fact of DC and Marvel crossing over more than just once. And they've been doing it for a long time, so we're long overdue for another crossover, but we could talk about that in another video, because that shit happened But um, Cyborg, (laughs) um, he was an athlete, star athlete on his football team, but then there was an accident, and his father, Silas, worked um, for Star Labs, and he used his genius and his technology, a lot of it experimental, to save his son, but his son felt... Like, his dad just did that for feeling guilty because his dad was the type of man that always self absorb in his work and put work first before his son. Like, he never cared about his sports, never came to see him play, even though everybody in the city knew mm-hmm. who he was. Only thing he wanted was his number one fan, his dad, to be there. His dad was never there, but now that his... Now that he was more of a science project, Victor felt like that was the only reason his dad wanted to be involved in his life.
2: Trying to find a, a, a way to not sh- necessarily shoehorn himself into his dad's life, but some kind of opening so that way he could uh, relate to him.
0: Exactly, and that's the one thing, too, because um, Cyborg has always been like a titan, but then in 2011, when the New 52 debuted, they decided to make him a part of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And personally, I was... I'm like always on the fence when it comes to certain things like that, when it comes to characters of color, because I'm used to my traditional Justice League. Uh, I would prefer to have marching Manhunter reprise that role as the seventh member on the squad, depending on how you set it up. But it just felt like, all right, so we needed, let's have some diversity, quote unquote. So let's put the black guy, even though he's more known to being a Teen Titan, they decided to reboot his origin and put him in the Justice League which was fine, cause I get it. They made the origin work, and it's well written, it's well done, it makes sense. He instead of just being some random project, he's infused with a mo- mother box, and it ties in to Dark Side and all that, him more prominent character in the DC universe. Which I'm all, I'm all good for. Like, cool, do that. But I still would like to, I still would have liked to see him start off as a Titan and then work his way up. But you know, I'm never gonna be mad at a black man for getting a job. So hey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And, you know, with with Vic Stone, um, I, I've always loved uh, the way that he, uh, you know, is represented in, yeah. in most comics, because he's always on the fence of, am I man or am I machine? What, you know, what am I? I? I used to be a person, but now I'm losing my humanity, but then maybe that's not the worst thing, because humanity's kind of gross, Yeah. Yes. but then always kind of coming back and, you know, being that... Uh, that champion for humanity.
0: Exactly, and that like his story transcends just his race. It's a human. Um, it's a story. human like, problem. Am I man or am I machine or I'm somewhere in the middle? So you don't have to f- focus on oh I'm black and this that and the thirds. Like I ain't got time to deal with that. I'm trying to figure out what's real and what's not with myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of things too that cr- carries over into the Young Justice cartoon, which he also became a part of in season three, and in the Doom Patrol TV series on the DC app. Which he was in And that I said it before That series is just great It's a underground classic Because not, not a lot of people Have the app But if you do Watch it If you don't I would highly recommend Like getting in for a free week And binging that series Because it's great
2: So with Cyborg. um, I'm just going to transition over here because David Walker actually wrote uh, the first two uh, Cyborg volumes in 2016. This was after New 52, and they're like, let's give Cyborg his own book. Mm -hmm. And it's a person of color coming in and writing a person of color, which last week we talked about in Marvel, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, he tries. Yeah. But as a, you know, bald white man in his 50s writing, you know, young uh, black teens, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Yeah. So I was excited when I was going to read this. And then I read it. <laughs> oh my God! Is that the most boring book I've ever fucking read in my life? I I would have rather watched uh, old BBC Narnia movies, you know, mm. than than this. They had those. Oh, they're not good. Oh, they suck. <laughs> they are nightmare fuel with bad dialogue and even worse acting. Mm. Yeah.
0: Sound like my cup of tea. I think it's kind of like their Alice <laughs> in Wonderland
2: yeah. BBC Yeah. Oh, that one's even. Yeah.
0: It's even worse. Yeah.
2: yeah. There was also uh, what was it uh, about? Maybe a month ago. I found an old uh, 1938 version of Alice in Wonderland, and dear God,
0: yeah,
2: it is horrifying. Word. Uh, but David Walker, he he tried. He's done work for Marvel. He's done work for DC. But his work for DC on Cyborg sucks. He's it was bad. I don't know what he was doing to make it so bad. I don't know if he was trying or if he, you know, just got dealt a raw card. But I, I didn't think I was going to like anything else he wrote until he teamed up with Brian Michael Bendis and wrote Naomi. Word. How was Naomi? Actually pretty damn good. Um, I think the fact that you get Brian Bendis um, trying to write a person of color and then having a person of color be there to be like, oh, oh, you, you know, um, maybe take that out. Maybe maybe word this differently. Just like with
0: Watchmen. like The um, show run for Watchmen made it a point to make sure he had people of color on the show and in the writer writers room to make sure they got that perspective and got like you said the dialogue and the feel correct instead of just trying to think about it. Kind of like sure. on that first episode of the Cleveland shows, like yeah. uh, when oh you could God. tell there's a black show created by white uh-huh. people you get black people watching you just see how the shit just doesn't connect. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's there's a moment of disconnect in your brain where you're like something is very wrong here.
0: Wait, we don't talk like that. <laughs> So you were saying I should definitely check out Naomi. You, you know, for for it, for it being a book?
2: quick read, I, I didn't really put too much effort into finding out everything about her background because it's a young reader book. It's, mm, you know, maybe not young reader, that's the wrong term. It's for teens. Yeah.
1: okay.
2: I'm not a teenager anymore, and I'm very much aware of that. Uh, yeah. it, it was cool, but also not something that I'm going to put on my read list. So. Uh, Michelle, what about you? Uh, Tell me about one of the characters that you picked.
3: Um, I think the first character um, that I went with was Vixen.
2: Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So she's kind of got a great history behind her. Um, She was created in 1981 in the Action Comics um, by... The Superman
2: uh, title. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
3: with Jerry Conway and Bob Oskner. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, And later she was introduced. You know, she's into the Justice League. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you start to realize, and another character that I kind of like, that her family got the totem, that's what gives her her powers right, right. from the ashe, or the animal spirits, mm. was the trickster god, mm-hmm. and it's the African trickster
0: Gotta god, Gotta love a Anansi. good trickster god.
3: Black Loki. Yeah, yeah. like Loki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The spider god? Spider god, yeah. Yeah, yep. in, um, American Gods. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, American Gods. <laughs> oh, you know, he was a trickster too. Yep. Yes. Spinning <laughs> so, webs of
3: lies and this sea. The powers that were given <laughs> to her through this totem was passed through her ancestors, and he was the god that kind of Oh,
0: that. They neglected to say that in Legends of Tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Legends of Tomorrow also takes a few liberties. Oh,
0: yeah. well, that's true, too, but yeah. that's when, like, I know Vixen from, like, the Justice League Unlimited cartoon mm-hmm. and just, you know, being in the comic books, but then, like, when she came on to Legends of Tomorrow, but I think she debuted in Arrow first. Yes. And then she spun into...
2: Uh, yeah, they also did that animated movie. series. Yes. Yeah, which was yeah. actually pretty damn it good. Yeah.
0: Low-key, CWC yeah. has some... Decent um, animated hits too mm-hmm. And
3: you know CWC did it as a I think a 12 episode series yes. But you can get it As all in one film um, Each even episode on was like
2: Five minutes right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's so manageable to watch exactly. Oh definitely And for such a cool character
3: Yeah Exactly And so like her history Is kind of like She didn't really know Who she was You know she's living In Detroit with Because she was an orphan mm-hmm. um, Then she finds out She's from Zimbazi And um, her sister Is kind of fighting her For the power of the totem yep. And Sibling
2: rivalries as they go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of makes me think of White Tiger from uh, the Marvel, Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. They got the the tiger totem, yeah. and you know what did man fear before dark? The beast. The tiger beast. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, you would, you're absolutely correct. They do have they do have that dynamic with the um, the White Tiger totem, and the White Tiger totem comes from like South America. Yes, correct? yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because no tigers there, but it also has there's also tie with there with the um, bass the black panther god too because mm-hmm. they all have these cat. it's all like here.
2: before time there were these elements and kind of the same yeah. thing with vixen this is something yeah. pre-human yeah
3: and there's the five elements mm-hmm. um and so each of the totems and everybody's kind of fighting for that um uh, what i kind of appreciate about her is she's not using the totem for just pure control like she goes back and says okay you know the my totem was meant to protect my village, Zimbazi. Mm-hmm. But she was like, my village is now Detroit. Oh. So... So kinda.
2: does that actually transfer or does like the totem be like, oh, fuck no, this ain't my home? No, yeah. it
3: kind of... Uh, when she starts to learn to control the Ashes mm-hmm. or the animal spirits, um, she is able to use them to defend the crime, kind of like Batman in Gotham City. She used to yeah. Detroit. Okay,
2: anyway. I yeah. like that. Uh, awesome. So what stands out to you most about this character?
3: Um, I think... Her balance. She has a very good balance. She uh-huh. wasn't very power hungry. She she liked the fact that she has the superpowers now to mm-hmm. fight the crimes and to do something mm-hmm. that she felt like she wasn't able to do. Okay. But she's using that for good. Um, I think the thing that, that kind of bugs me is she has an issue with asking for help, which you kind of see with other superheroes. But Flash and Arrow were trying to be there to guide her, uh-huh. and she was more like, let me do this on my own. I don't
2: need you guys. <laughs>
0: strong, independent, black woman. She's like, hold yeah.
2: on. You're telling me two white dudes are about to tell me how to do my job? Yeah. Oh, no. It's
0: been yeah. passed down literally from generation to generation.
3: Which she kind of <laughs> we learns did. in the newer series where it's um, Vixen, Return of the Lion. Okay. Um, because she tries to go back. She finds out that her mother was not killed by poachers. That she, she was actually killed by this other leader.
2: Was her mother an animal?
3: Um, no, uh,
2: <laughs> no. Hold on! Hold on! Was her mom a fucking panda? <laughs>
3: There's no
0: pandas in Africa.
2: You don't know that. Not since the poachers yeah. came. There's so no pandas Superman's in Africa. The one okay. who found
0: out
3: who really killed her. Oh
2: mother. shit! Okay.
3: But she decides to go to Zimbabwe on her own and uh-huh. again not ask for help. Uh-huh. But she's lucky because. A monkey actually got a hold of her transmitter and got the Justice League out there to help her. Well, wait,
0: wait, 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 yeah, hold <laughs> on, hold on. on. <laughs> <laughs> was it a monkey or was it a gorilla from Gorilla City? No, it was that a monkey in a
3: tree in the, in the comic books. A, I'm just not eating.
0: the Leak. Wonder. Yeah, was it Gleek, the Wonder <laughs> Twins monkey, or was it like in game when the rat just happened to no, the button? No, she
3: she was in her little village and she was going to call and she's like, no, I don't need to and she and it got a hold of her transmitter and was chewing on it.
2: Did the monkey work for Harvey Keitel like in Monkey Trouble? Did it go stealing things <laughs> for that monkey gypsy bone. man? No,
3: <laughs> it, it knew some skills on thieving though. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
2: why. <wild. laughs> so, is she um th- this new book you said, when did that one come out?
3: Um, I think 2011? Okay, has she yeah. been in
2: anything recently or
3: Um, you know, I haven't checked out too recent. You know, the films came out 2015. I think she's still, you know, doing
2: the work with Justice League, -hmm. but yeah. Okay, well I guess last question on Vixen um, because I know with a lot of these characters there is an arc, especially when they were introduced earlier on, Mm -hmm. where, especially the people of color, they realize, oh hey, hold on the status quo isn't right and I'm not going to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see them change and become their own person instead of a sidekick or a token.
3: Yeah.
2: Does that happen with her or is she just constantly independent from the beginning to the end?
3: I see her more as kind of constantly independent because she cool. she found the powers herself mm-hmm. and she tried to control them herself versus right right you know and even if you watch the animated series where she tries to run from Flash and Arrow who are trying to help her mm-hmm.
2: um, how do you run from the Flash
3: yeah <laughs> I
0: mean, well, easily because he's yeah. always chasing somebody.
3: <laughs> and the thing is, she kept shifting into different animals, flying, and oh
2: running yeah, okay, and
3: camouflage, and
0: yeah. Oh, you can do your job.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: they like, me surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the ones that I, I chose, um, I'm really happy about that. I that I got this one, uh, John Stewart, yes. the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. I love John Stewart,
0: the first DC oh. Black. Superhero,
2: and he owns it. Oh my God! So, so he was actually uh, created in 1971, 72. It's weird because it was December, January. The issue came out about there. It was uh, Green Lantern 87, and he was cre- uh, created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams. It's kind of weird that their names are both uh, Neil and O'Neill, but.
1: maybe maybe they chose
2: it because of that but uh, one thing I learned uh, researching him because I've known him from Justice League Unlimited which oh fuck it's so good when he falls in love with Hawk Girl and then you go to the future and you see their kid who's like Warhawk yeah that was that was perfect his eyes glowed green he was a badass
0: and Static was a uh, a (laughs) member of the team in the future too that's right
2: and he had that bitchin beard beard. hell yeah oh man so I actually found out that his design was based off of uh, Sidney Poitier Oh, that
0: you know makes that absolute sense. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, uh, was it Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Yes. Um He directed a movie with um, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Um, what was that one called?
0: I couldn't tell you, but, I, but I'm pretty sure he was the first African-American male to win an Oscar as well. So. He
2: was amazing. He did a movie, what's that movie with the nuns he's in? Where he has to hide out and it's all these white nuns and they, they learn to learn from each other. It's He's such a great actor. He he was, Um, and I grew up watching movies with him in it because my my parents were into that you know old movie genre stuff. And uh, knowing that now he was based off of that, I have so much more respect for John Stewart. Way more sense. Yeah, yeah, and I just see him now, and I'm like, oh, Sidney Poitier would be an amazing Green Lantern because
0: John Stewart does have that. um, What am I gonna say? That gravitas.
3: Placing saddles?
2: No, that's not the the Wilder movie. No, no, no. It was. um, it's something, it's it's like three small words, and I want to say like <laughs> hard to hard to deal or something like that, <laughs> but that's not it. Let me see, Sydney Poutier.
3: A fun fact with uh, Vixen: while you're looking that up, is that not only animal spirits, but she was able in the comic books to mimic metahumans, other men.
2: Meta-
0: so because they are technically animals too,
3: like the alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was going to
0: ask you because is it kind of like how Beast Boy could turn into any animal that he comes into contact with, or even like ancient animals, ancient mm-hmm. animals, like extinct animals, like the dinosaurs? Could yep. she turn it like harness the powers of dinosaurs as well?
3: Yeah, if past and it. present animals. Okay, Correct. cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope because yep. I never seen like some of the strength of the T Rex in the cartoon. Yeah. So I was. Trying so to in some it. of the
3: comics, they touch on how she was able to. Um, kind of replicate Black Lightning's powers or mimic um, Superman's powers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: shit, that's what's up. Yeah. And that's uh, interesting, too, that we went from DC's first f- black female superhero to their first male superhero, and the fact that they were a couple in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. And I did like that um, resolution between him, Hot Girl, and Vixen. And we had that moment when Vixen and Hot Girl kind of finally met each other face mm-hmm. to face, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like Oh, so you the old one? Like, oh, you the new one? Respect, we heroes to say today. But all right, yeah. I like that. It Relationships was not, take a side. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was no cattiness. It was no nastiness. I'm like all right, yeah. you did your
3: thing. No, yeah. oh, we here bigger huh? issues. Yeah, <laughs> bigger issues. Like the world
0: ended. Stir crazy. That's what
2: it's, it's called. Stir crazy. Okay. It's okay. the one where they go to prison because Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor were in a few movies together. They're actually a pretty fucking great mm-hmm. duo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, they go to prison. Uh, they were framed. They dress up as woodpeckers at one point. Um, <laughs> there's a mechanical bull. Uh, it, it's There's an attempt on uh, Skip's person. life. It's crazy. Sure. It's, <laughs> so oh. Gene
0: Wilder was in a movie with... Motherfucking uh, Richard Pryor And dressed up with woodpeckers There had to be a Peck of wood joke in there as well They're I'm Absolutely yeah. it's, <laughs> it, it, it
2: writes it it, it, it's, Yeah it's right in front of That's you
0: That's why we made the whole movie Just for this one
2: joke <laughs> You ever do that You, you have like a good punchline in your head And then you're like Well now we gotta work backwards And
0: Yeah <laughs> I do it all uh, the time
2: so, John Stewart, you know, he was originally an architect, but then they retconned him to be a, a Marine, but they only retconned it after the Justice League Unlimited series. Up until then, he was oh, an architect. Right. Yeah. And then when they, they changed his history there, DC Comics were like, no, that makes sense. Look at the way John Stewart handles himself.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say when you mentioned he was based on City Poitier. So, cause Sidney Poitier always had that regalness, yes. kind of always had that stoic, mm-hmm. like poise to him. Like he, he didn't have to demand, but he commanded he a room. Exactly, he just had that vibe His about. Presence
2: him. was the center of wherever he was. So I assume
0: he was always in the Marines, cause John Stewart had that Marines type. Right, I'm a colonel. You know, I'm gonna lead the troops. I got that. I need to be poised. I need to be focused. I need to be ready to handle anything. Oh, my God.
2: And and, and he did. Uh, So he was selected as a backup Green Lantern after Guy Gardner was hit by a car, which you would imagine as a Green Lantern. You could probably stop that.
0: Yeah, unless the car was yellow. Oh,
2: it was a cab.
0: Was it no? <laughs> oh, I was
2: say. But that would be great. It was Bumblebee. <laughs> That's right. It was Bumblebee you're from the Transformers. <laughs> we all had <have> them. <laughs> and then he was swept off his feet. So uh, <laughs> John Stewart's he's selected as a backup, and um, his first mission was actually to protect a racist politician. Mm. Which, if you're gonna put someone through the ringer, you know, <laughs> of Take course you handles. you want him. You know, protecting a grand wizard. See how he handles himself.
0: Which seems a little weird. Nah, Why like, would you do that I'm shit? I'm like, hey, oh, look, we got to change this shit. Yeah. On, bro, bro. <laughs> so, so
2: there's an attempt on the politician's life. Jon Stewart doesn't necessarily jump into help. And Hal's like, you're trying to kill him. You're trying to kill this guy. We don't do that. But then it turned out he was actually stopping a robbery somewhere else. And it's weird. And the, the politician set up the assassination. And he's like, I told you. He's trying to make himself look good because he's a racist. And he's trying to get me in trouble.
0: That's what it was. And that's what racists do.
2: (laughs) So in the 80s, he gave up being a Green Lantern, or Hal gave up being a Green Lantern, and Jon Stewart took over full time. And he had all these great missions. He actually um, got a mentor, and they fell in love, and then uh, she dies. Mm. She gets killed.
3: I would always,
2: end. always, always, always. She's showing him how to you know, use his ring, how to be the best Green Lantern he can be, and then they probably start fucking, and it's amazing, because they've got the Green Lantern powers, and it's like, ah. Um, no, so, no. he, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he kind of takes that really hard and goes his own way for a bit. But uh, eventually, Hal Jordan comes back, and the core re- redesigns it so that way each sector has two lanterns. And it's really cool the way that he just solidifies his place in the DC universe. He is known as, well, Hal can be the, uh, how would I put it? Hal is a little bit of his own, uh, doesn't play by the book, hotshot who's going to go do his own thing and sometimes become parallax.
0: Yeah, and that's weird too. <laughs> they always like to play Hal as the hotshot shot. Green Lantern, but then he's also the most vetted, most respected Green Lantern at the same time. Oh, it's weird. So it's weird how he has those two uh, dual personalities depending on which book he's in.
2: Right. And with uh, Jon Stewart, he always does what he's he's, supposed to. Yeah,
0: he's always Jon Stewart. You
2: can count on him to be the moral center of whatever group he's on. And, of course, Justice League Unlimited, you have to talk about who voiced him. The man. The OG. Phil Lamar. Yes. Samurai Jack.
0: Exactly. Oh, and there's going to be more about him on next week's episode, too, because I plan on focusing on, on him when we talk about other prominent black He's amazing, and, and he's
2: yeah. everywhere. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. He
0: even does white voices. He even does
2: <laughs> white voices. Diversity. <laughs> Get yourself a man who can do both. Yes. <laughs>
3: um, I think for my next character is Aqualad
2: okay okay young justice version even
3: yes oh my god so there's two versions of aqualad um the first one was garth and that was back in 1960 Mm -hmm. but the version that we're going to talk about and um is um jackson hyde who was in 2010 so jeff johns (laughs) and ivan reese uh wrote that mm-hmm. and Jeff Johns you might be familiar with the New 52 oh, yeah. who did Aquaman
2: New 52 now, I, I have 52. mixed feelings about Jeff Johns because while he's d- has written a lot of good stuff he's also the one that goes comics aren't for kids comics are for adults and yeah. they're greedy and that's what they have to be comics are for everybody yeah comics are for everybody That's true come on Jeff Johns why do you spell your name weird what are you hiding <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
2: you know uh, Jeff starts with a J yeah <laughs> G-L G-L Joffrey Oh, oh shit! No, you're right, Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. Huh. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: the best way to kind of get familiar with Jackson Hyde is in Teen Titans: The Rise of Aqualad. Mm.
2: Um,
3: you learn that he kind of lives in New Mexico, living where this... there's no water. Exactly, but there's a reason for that. Um, you know, he wants to get out of New Mexico. He knows that he's, you know, needs something. He's
0: done doing pottery. Yeah, He yeah. Feel that that um. That call-in.
3: Yeah. Yes. You know, he's realized he has powers. His mother wants him to hide them. His last name's Hyde. Yeah. And not only is he just a black (laughs) character, but he's also a DC gay comic character.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Which we've talked about, I think, last week as well. Being a person of color, hard enough. Yeah. Being a person of color uh, in the LGBTQ plus community.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. Which his mother says says it in the
3: comic book. She's like, why do you try so hard to be so different? and he's like well it's i'm not i just asked. this is just me. <laughs> it's like yeah. pouring
0: hot sauce on a chili pepper like it's already hot it's already yeah. hot why why do you want to make it more hot
2: and like. uh, aqualad it was already hot and then you give him those powers mm. Mm. <laughs> okay he's a yeah. fish f- <laughs> <laughs> he's a fish fillet i'd like in my mouth anyway Yo. and he
3: sees you know teen titans are trying to come up you know Damien thinks that they're going to be bigger than Justice League. Oh, and, you know? and, and
2: Damien is, is my favorite leader of any Teen Titan group.
3: Stubborn, like his dad. Yes. But. yes.
0: <laughs> and like his grandpa.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so, um, Aqu- or at this time, you know, Hyde decides, okay, well, I'm going to go over and try to join with the t- Teen Titans. Well, they don't really want it, well, Damien doesn't want to Accept him at first
2: Is that a racist thing No Damien No
3: it's just he feels Like he has his team
0: Yeah and Damien Don't want to accept Anybody that he Personally doesn't think Should be on the team Same way yeah. with Kid Flash He was like Nah you just Teaming up with Deathstroke You're still inexperienced You knew. Yeah. Fuck out of here
2: And Kid Flash was also like Hey fuck you, you. Damien uh, You can't just come in And run a team Exactly yeah. Damien was like Watch me yeah. And so then you've got Jackson Hyde trying to find his place in all that mess. Yeah.
3: And at the same time, Kid Flash was just fired from T-Titan. Yep. Shark King is attacking. Mm. So they find some benefit with Aqualad being there. Now, is that
2: the same King Shark from uh, the, the Harley Quinn TV show? No, I don't
0: think, I think those I, are two different sharks. Yeah,
3: people. I think, I think it's two different. Is ways. that me
2: being racist? No, <laughs> oh, it's me being speciesist.
3: Specious? Specious? Fishious? Fishy? fishy? Fishy?
0: I'm
2: being fishy. you being fishy. I'm being a little fishy. Yeah, you being a little yeah. fishy. Back to being fishy, tell me about <laughs> Yeah,
3: and so um, Aqualad, you know, starts to prove himself. He's training under Robin uh-huh. things are going well. Um, then he finds out, because this whole time he's trying to figure out his past, mm-hmm. he figures out oh. mm-hmm. his father's not the one with the powers. Ooh. His mother is from Zebel.
0: Oh, that's the switch up. Cause it's funny. Cause I bought, I was buying those Teen Time comic books too. Yeah. I was literally about to ask you a question. So that's how they switch it up in this incarnation of Aqualad. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to segue into another black character that everybody pretty sure I'm about to mention. Cause prior to that, there was another Aqualad, the one more based on the Young Justice. Aqualab. Yes, that I'm going to talk. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right,
3: go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> try to take control. Just because you're
2: wearing a Topanga shirt. <laughs>
3: He, he realizes his mother is the one with powers. And the reason she's trying to hide who the father is is because it's Black Manta.
2: Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah,
3: who used her to get um, Black Pearl. Black Pearl, I think, was um, kind of how he got a source of power. But That's doesn't it belong to
2: Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> yes. It, were, it <laughs> yes. belongs to the Earth. At the Earth.
3: End. Yeah. But that
0: makes sense now that her mom is a Zeppelin. Yeah. That his mom Led is a Zeppelin fan. It's a Zeppelin <laughs> because those are the, those are the Same people as Mira. Mira, who have mm-hmm. uh, hydrokinesis. That explains why he's able
2: to control the water the way he does yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is, Hydrokinesis. Yeah,
3: hydrokinesis, electricity, everything he's he able. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, exactly. so, so when he finds this out, what does that do to his psyche? What does that do to, you know...
3: Well, he sees Black Manta trying to kill his mother, so he decides to leave <sighs> with Black Manta to just save his mom.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: And he thinks that he can kind of warm his father up. I mean, Black Manta has no feelings. You're not gonna warm no, him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: yeah, you know. I mean, that's like finding out that your your father is, uh, I don't know, K- uh, Kang from uh, Mar- the Marvel universe. It's like, oh, you're so old. Yeah. You don't care about anything anymore. But what if I show you mm-hmm. this movie called the Little Prince? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, he even as they're swimming was like, "I'm gay," and he was like do I care? Yeah,
2: He's like, what the fuck does it have to do with anything? (laughs) You have powers. I'm trying (laughs) to kill Aquaman. I just need you here to
3: open this for me. Yeah, I don't
2: give a shit what's uh, going on in your life. Like, can you
0: gate Aquaman to death? All right, no, I don't give a fuck Yeah,
2: In a way, though, you gotta love that it doesn't matter to him, but it matters to everyone else because Black Man is just like, and? Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're literally bigger fish to fry
3: here. <laughs> I just need somebody from Zebul to open this, and it we're is. good. Yeah. Yeah, and then and
2: me. then go do whatever the fuck with your life. Yeah. yeah.
3: So then uh, the rest of the team comes to kind of rescue him mm-hmm. because he is in over his head. And, you know, Robin's the one who actually steps up and was like, you know, this is your time. Show us. Yeah. And he does it, and he does defeat Black Manta, even though he gets away. Um, As they do. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, but he secured both relics Okay. and as he's leaving, you know, and he's returning to the headquarters, that's when Garth comes up and, you know, he's kind of passed it on and says, you know, okay. um, kinda, I'm done. My time is ended. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: And now it's time for you to do this. Yes, Cause Garth is now, um, Tempest
2: with the Titans.
3: Yes. Mm
2: hmm. Which, you know, uh, I, I like it that character. I like, I, I, I love the idea of uh, when Teen Titans get older, they just go to the Titans. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're still a family. You don't just have them off in the void. They're yeah. still there. Exactly. Uh, what is it? Um, in the, the Judas contract of the Teen Titans movie, uh, the animated movie, yeah. you do see the um, picture in the back with Speedy and Kid Flash and uh, Bumblebee too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a character that I have on here, but we'll get to her in a bit. Yeah. So, so what stands out to you the most about uh, Aqualad?
1: Um,
3: I think that he had a fight his way into the team, and it shows that grit that he has mm-hmm. as a character. Um, you see the Zebels and Atlanteans, they've always kind of had a fight for their place. Okay. And I think that's why later he grows the respect of Aquaman and the Atlanteans and um, the rest of the Teen Titan team.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Because my favorite um, incarnation... Of Aqualad Has to be from Young Justice Cause he came in swag He came in real He came in like I know what I'm doing I'm here And you're not used to seeing that From somebody Like that And plus he's like The Atlantean So like oh he's like Aquaman he talked the fish mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. No he's a badass He has his hydrokinesis And he has um, Roots in magic too So he could also use that More to his ability too Cause I believe In the cartoon his tattoos are magic base. Mm-hmm. So that's how he's A magic to... base? <laughs> they derive from magic and it allows him to control the hard, the hard water that he manipulates through the tattoos. Because so, mm-hmm. he I'll... was born with them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. So, and um, another thing too is like we're so used to seeing Robin be the leader of every squad that he's in. Mm-hmm. But then you also have um, Calder. What was that his name? Uh... Yeah, yeah Carter. Like, you see him step up to the plate and almost just like, I'm not going to say I'm the leader, but I'm going to sit here and have this, pole, this pose like I am. And I'm just as competent as you are, Robin, too. Even though we just now meeting each other, I'm just as capable as you are. And then when you see him um, graduate to be an official leader, to actually more or less running the Justice League when he gets older, and the fact that he came in on a very much T'Challa swag, Black Panther swag, that he knew. That he was already thinking way ahead of the game. Yeah. Like he was already in, making, putting himself in a position to make all the rules, calling all the shots, but for the benefit of the team. So he's not like, no, I'm going to do it. But it's like, no, I'm going to show you why you want me to do this.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that comparison you make to, to T'Challa right there. Because last week we talked about uh, Namor and T'Challa and how one's a ruler of a nation. T'Challa is also the smartest person in his realm and a ruler of a nation. Aqualad, that iteration at least, is under Aquaman. Who is running Atlantis? Yeah. So he knows the the how to the comings and goings and the ins and outs of running a nation. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's gonna jump into the leadership position. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: that's it too, because like in different um, um, universe continuity, um, Black Manta actually comes from an underwater race of Africans, more or less, kind of like Wakanda, but under the water. So mm-hmm. that brings up that strife between Black Manta and Aquaman, because Aquaman's family more or less was the reason why Black Manor's people were killed in the mm-hmm. long run why they was ostracized and pushed out of Atlantis in the first place and just reading more about Black Manor being a black villain which there's not a lot of it's mm-hmm. like oh word that is dope and then you couldn't figure out how competent Black mana is because I didn't realize he's more or less low key a Tony Stark in the way that he created all his own technology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's one of the smartest people in the DC universe too he's a master tactician and he's dope with the hand-to-hand combat Mm-hmm. But his purpose is to kill
2: Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> uh, there, there's so many good characters in, yes. in this. Um, there's one that you picked that I'm really excited to hear you talk about. And that is uh, a, a young man who uh, I grew up watching. Oh! <laughs> who uh, I wanted to be like, and oh. possibly one of the first black heroes to have a white sidekick.
0: Yes! Cause he'll put a shock to your system, y'all. <laughs> We're talking about none other than Virgil D. Hawkins, aka Static, the star of Static Shot, the cartoon that ran on the WB in the mid to early two thousands. God,
2: I missed WB. Oh yeah,
0: it was it was dope. It was amazing. Um, he was created by the creators of Milestone comic, comic books back in nineteen ninety three. Um, he's arguably he's easily one of my top five superheroes of all time. Um, I'm. Just because, not just because he's black, but I'm a fan of electricity and anybody that um has electrical base powers. So I'm always going to be um gra- I'm always going to gravitate towards them mm-hmm. for that reason alone. But just the fact that he was a young black kid that was nerdy, he was into science. Like I was into science, but I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. I just like learning and hearing about it. And that he was a superhero who was living in the projects, living in the hood, that just got mixed up in some gang shit without being in a gang because. It's hard to get out of shit when you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to be a hero because he was raised right. He was raised with the values, just like how Peter Parker could have been easily influenced to be a little thug or a if it wasn't for Uncle Ben teaching oh, yeah. him with great power mm-hmm. because great, great responsibility. Virgil had a father that raised him and taught him the values of being a stand-up guy. So when he got when he became a boom baby... And the boom basically was, um, explosive. I think the term
2: is baby boomer. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> but uh, he basically he got caught up in like a gang um turf war at a chemical plant
2: or a toxic waste. It's always it's something some like, somewhere that none of us would ever have access to. Exactly
0: unless you're you a know? power ranger yeah. or a highlander, right. somewhere yeah. you go to the industrial <laughs> sites. So there was a splo- Or Batman
2: trying to create a new villain.
0: Exactly. So basically there was an explosion around these chemicals and everybody got exposed to these toxins and they um turned them into meta humans and static was flash
1: and yeah, it's like yeah. so on
0: and so forth. But this took place in the Dakota-verse, so then he became a superhero and he started finding other teenage and other um, superheroes that were affected, or supervillains that were affected by this cloud. And
2: it was like what we have with Flash now, or at least season one of Flash, where he was like finding all the different metahumans. It's just like in Smallville, too. way yes, before, yes. But way yeah. before those shows, they were like, hey, what if, you know, how, how do we keep giving him villains? Well... We have a villain of the week. Exactly. And we have a cloud that has changed all these people. Exactly. And the formula is is there and it's perfect.
0: Yes. Flash it was the particle accelerator. Smallville it was just the meteor storm of Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. But then you have Virgil going on these missions. And like you mentioned, he had his best friend, was a white dude at the time. His code name was Gear. And God, he, he was like, te- he was his tech guy. The guy in the chair. I know what that's like. Yeah, exactly. And it was one of the things, too, like, his white homeboy didn't have any powers in the beginning, but there was, like, a slow uh, reaction to the cloud because he was further away and um, least um, exposed to it, but he developed his powers later and basically made him a super genius. So, so he, he
3: took him to the center of the cloud and was like, come on, buddy.
2: <laughs>
0: that would have been easy, but... Yeah,
2: he's holding his hand, just, all right. Like,
3: follow
0: me. Inhale. And- <laughs> yeah. Yes, inhale. Like, it's like I'm your like first Bill time playing. smoking weed with exactly. someone.
2: And they're like, okay, inhale now.
0: Take it, hold we, it. it. but yeah, Hold it like
2: your mom just walked in the room <laughs> and you don't want her to see. Okay, she's left. you have
0: power. Exactly. <laughs> same, became, like, yeah, same as with weed. Exactly, and he became a superhero and there was a team. And what was one of the coolest episodes too, and mind you, this was a Saturday morning cartoon, is the fact that you came to find out that his best friend's dad was a racist. He didn't want Virgil over to that house and really didn't like his son hanging out with a black kid, even though they've been best friends forever. So it was like one of those weird things like, wait, that's why Virgil's never been to your house and why you always make up excuses? Because mm-hmm. he knew what his dad was doing was wrong and the way he was thinking was wrong. He wanted to be associated and he didn't want Virgil to think about him any less. But Virgil was like, bro, that's your dad, da-da-da. But his dad, all in all, found that... The way and the way he viewed the world was inaccurate, and he tried to change. Like, and that's the only thing we could hope for people is that yeah. they have the willingness to change. Mm-hmm. And that was very important that they did it on a kid show because a lot of kids, like myself, growing up as black and having friends of other races, sometimes you have to find out like your best friends are cool, but then they come from an environment. It's so hard when you toxic. find that out yeah. too.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially it, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, agree. And that's something that I, I you know. You don't want to have any kid go through, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I know it's something you've gone through. It's not gone through. I don't know if you've gone through that. Oh I mean, yeah, well. definitely. And, and it, it's rough because you're a kid and you think the world is amazing. Yeah. And then suddenly it becomes a little less. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or the petty stereotypes, you know. Absolutely. My mother being Korean mm-hmm. and you know, he, there's always those, and they think it's harmless. Of like,
2: course, because yeah. it's not hurting them.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because you don't have to tell. Okay, like no, you're black. He's like, no, he's he he, he can't come over. Yeah. yeah. And he just I'm like, no, my parents say you can't come. I'm like, all right, cool. But then it's like. But everybody else that looks like you can come over. Or,
2: yeah. or or they can't come to your house because they don't know what kind of environment it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, too. well I've got both my parents, you know, yeah. they're they're working class people, but they're not awful. I mean Yeah. You know, my my dad laughs stupid, but that's where I get my laugh, so <laughs>
0: Exactly. And another cool thing about Static Shock, the theme song was done by Little Romeo, a.k.a. Romeo now, Masterpiece um, Son. More
2: of a Bow Wow guy myself.
0: Exactly. That's fine. That's why we get along. <laughs> but um, it's another thing, too, that goes back into the black culture and the community. is like Not only are we going to have a black superhero TV show, we don't have a young black um, rapper do the theme song mm-hmm. without being like, I don't know. Reaching. Like, all oh, right, we got mm-hmm. a black person. let just get another black person mm-hmm. to come on here and do it. Like, no, it's genuine because it's not coming from a cash grab. But like, see what we did here? We're being, hip. we're being progressive. Like, right, no, it right. just only makes sense. Virgil's a young black kid. He's going to be in the hip hop. Let's get a young black rapper to do the theme song. Mm-hmm. And then you also have cool episodes like, when Shaquille O'Neal and other NBA superstars I do remember came that. on to guest star, I'm
1: not a
2: fan of Shaquille O'Neal, and I'll tell you guys that story uh, towards the end.
0: Okay, so we right. had that episode, then we also had an episode when um, the Green Lantern came on, John Stewart, and then
2: uh, it turned out Sinestro was doing all this shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, O'Neal yeah, with,
0: like. We don't have to shoehorn the blackness, but it just makes sense. And then him and Jon Stewart have a conversation without having the black conversation, but you get it without being so heavy handed in a kid's cartoon. And then you have the episode when he crosses over to Justice League. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, you got potential. Like, I think they had to fight Brainiac in that episode because yes. he affected the Watchtower, Watchtower's mainframe. So when you see him in the future in a DC Unlimited cartoon, it's like, it all connects for a reason. It's like, yo. This is amazing, I see what you're doing, and that's all kids want.
3: And I think that's the creative way of doing it. Enough that adults pick up on what you're trying to give out, but not enough where kids lose interest. Exactly.
2: And it's important yeah. to have it there, especially in these kids' shows. Exactly. I mean, without well, being preachy. Right, Like it's like how uh, most recently, that I can think of, uh, Adventure Time, right? Or, or Steven Universe. Oh, Steven it, Universe. It's very Ross, um, like, progressive, mm-hmm. without being heavy-handed progressive. Back in the '90s, this was important for us to see because, as you know, growing up as a person who's not white mm-hmm. and seeing representation, it's amazing. It's like how nowadays you're seeing more uh, Muslim uh, characters in comics and in media, and it's not anything that's like, "Hey, this is this is you know what it is." It's just like here's a normal character who's yes. a human being who's living their life. They happen to be Muslim. Yeah. It happened to be black. This person happens to believe differently than you or live a life differently than you. And I think it's absolutely important for kids to see that kind of representation.
3: Definitely. Because I think there was a period where Mr. Rogers, he definitely represented it. Then there was a gap in it. And then so for it to be reiterated throughout, yeah, it's great.
2: There was, I I don't want to, you know, be that guy. But I think in the 90s, before. 9-11 even, before everything started to get into the terror watch, there was more diversity. Mm -hmm. It was very much, you, I think I pointed out with one of my friends, uh, we were watching uh, Fresh Prince, and you look in the background, and they're at like a bowling alley or something, and it's just a melting pot of people. Exactly,
0: because that's what America is. Yeah,
2: and it's not like overtly one group or another group, it's just people bowling. Yeah. It's just people out of food court. And then somewhere along the lines, that just kind of changed.
0: Exactly. And I'm glad you brought up brought that point up about the uh, Muslim um, representation because before, like you said, nine eleven, I think the only Indian character I could think off of from the top of my head was fucking Haji from right. Johnny
2: Quest or what's his name from uh, Captain Planet.
0: No, Mati. I was about to say Mati, but he's from South America. Oh shit! Yeah, see, that's to, me
2: generalizing. See, i was literally about to oh, say yeah, Mati that too. Either. That's twice today <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but no, oh, no. that's that's, that's <laughs> the only reason I know because Captain Planet is my guy. But I I've told this uh, to Ross back in the day too. Before like there there came a time point po- post 9-11 that instead of having the token quote unquote black character, you had the new Indian character. The one that stuck out first to me was um, Raj uh-huh. from B- Bit Bang Theory because fucking
2: awful show. I
0: I, I won't say <laughs> awful, but it's overhyped. It's yeah, it's it overrated. Over. But it's like all right if. I don't think if 9-11 would have happened We wouldn't have got that We would have the Oh we need that person of color We need the black nerd But I'm glad that they did that Because part of me used to feel Kind of like resentful Like why can't we get a black character Why you gonna replace the black character With the gay character Or the Indian character But then you just brought this shit up And I realized why now Why that's so important Mm -hmm. Is because after 9-11 Of course the stereotype Were Muslims are terrorists They're dangerous Mm -hmm. Watch out for them They're the new new bad guy But they took it upon themselves to cast all these Indian characters and Muslim characters to show you like, no, that's not the case. They're just normal people just yes. like us. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have one of my favorite characters on one of my favorite shows, Abed. Mm-hmm. Like, Abed's yes. right, I have dude. I
3: agree with you in the 90s, though. Yeah. Like, it was just the way it was. Yeah. We didn't have to bring it up as an issue constantly in every episode or put stereotypical roles. Mm-hmm. But since, you know, politics and events that happen... Either it's stereotypical roles or every role has to be a political stance. And I I think that takes away from it. It
2: absolutely takes away from it. Um, even uh, Kumail Nanjiani, you know, a fantastic actor, hilarious comedian. If you haven't seen the new Twilight Zone, you got to watch it. He's, he's great in the first episode. Oh, he's um, on that shit, too? Oh, yeah. Uh, and
0: you're talking about old buddies in Internals, right? Yeah. They got mm-hmm. shredded for that mm-hmm. shit. Yep.
2: Oh, he got re- Oh, yeah, yeah like,
0: oh,
1: shit. On, bro. It gives Just me story. hope. <laughs>
0: exactly. I could do that. And, um, and without probably 9-11, we wouldn't got Harrow and Kumar, the trilogy, that's the right. only trilogy... Full of minorities that none of them are black.
2: <laughs> um, we probably right. would
0: never, we will probably never see an Indian Asian trilogy of movies ever again.
2: <laughs> Nowhere near the caliber. Um, <laughs> but he talks about how the stereotypical uh, Middle Eastern character, you know, mm-hmm. or Indian character, it, it took a big effect, and you know, he's like, I don't just want to be cast as that. Yeah, yeah. And for a while, that's all he was getting
0: because that's all in the roles they wanted to write the Indian characters. Ass. and it's one of the things too about being black a lot of times we get caught up in our own issues that we don't think about other races and then it's like oh shit that's why like every time I see like a Latino led movie or for example like when I saw um Paranormal Activity Mark ones I'm like I love this movie it's a full cast of Latinos mm-hmm. it's like damn we don't have any movies with a full cast of Latinos just on a regular basis. So when I saw that, I was like, where, when was the last time I had one? Well, yeah. A major Hollywood Asians. movie. Asians. Crazy Rich mean, Asians
2: can. was yeah. amazing.
1: Yes,
0: That's yeah. when they're not doing Kung Fu or anything based in ancient China. Exactly. Like and,
2: and, and I mean, I, I don't watch the show. And I'm, so, so maybe I'm completely off base here. But I hate the stereotype that comes on those live studio audience shows where the, the minority is the joke. Yeah. Where Raj from, you know, it could be a joke or um, from what I just saw... It's a show that I, I again, I have never seen a full episode of because I don't care. Two broke girls. Whoa! And there's whoa, a small whoa. Asian guy. Whoa! whoa oh, Kelsey's whoa, about whoa, to get
0: angry. Whoa. That show is fantastic.
2: I don't know, man. Just from you, what I saw of the small Asian dude...
0: That's the that's the joke, though. That's not a joke, though. No. We ju- we were
2: just saying. <laughs> no. But we were just saying right they, now. But they
0: joke on everybody in the show.
2: But not about their race, right? Yeah, no.
0: About everybody. Everybody gets a joke. Like the old black guy, he gets to make old black guy jokes. And Kat Dennis and him make jokes. Cat Dennis, he gets to make the I'm poor jokes. And the rich... Okay, right okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm poor is
2: different than I'm black. I'm poor is not a race. I know. I,
0: uh, that's... But the situation is not like they. He's just there to be like, "Hey, what's happening, y'all?" <laughs> no, no, no. They play upon it it's a little more. I know you're not dunking on
2: what's happening.
0: Now, hey, hey, hey! Oh.
2: rewind, rewind! Oh my God, that guy can dance. Yes. <laughs>
0: I, or rerun, rerun. This,
2: this is a topic that we'll, we'll have to yes, talk about no. at another Honest, point. But.
0: From a family series, it's not as bad as you think it is. You have to watch the series to understand that. No, that's part. I of don't me. know. I mean, yes. uh,
2: uh, th- this is <laughs> this is my little rant. I'm going to go on, and, and it's going to start off very cynical. Uh, I'll warn you. Um, yeah, we're already there for a long time. Hearing people say you should go back to where you came from. I'm a third generation, you know, American or whatever. Before that, my, I've got Native American roots here. My family's from elsewhere, and I'm I'm a mutt basically. Which is great, because a mutt is uh, healthier than a purebred. Because,
0: I mean, what would you do? That's be Jamie married up and so just multiply and go each place you right, come from? Right, right,
2: exactly. You know, and I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. I mean, I don't have those powers. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> what but, are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> talking about going back to where you came from. You know what? For, for a long time, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I wish I could go somewhere where everyone looked like me. Not, like, exactly like me, but, you know, the same... Kind of uh, skin color so that way no one's, you know, no no one's freaking out. And then maybe I'll get movies and TV shows where I could be a leading man or I could be the hero instead of one where it has to but be so But there's racism wars. all over. But there's racism so, all over. Yeah. And, if it's and, and that's races, what it came it's to, that's an American thing.
3: It is.
1: It,
2: yeah. it, it's not even. It's a human thing. It, exactly. It's a human thing. Yeah. No matter what, you're going to hate people. And I would rather see. Sets and movies like what we've seen. What I was saying with the Fresh Prince, where it's a melting pot because everyone. Exactly. Yeah, I was angry at first and saying, you know, fine, you know what? I wish me and everyone who you know like me could go to our own place and we could you know make our own stuff. It's classism, That'd be great. Too, but there will still yeah, be a reason for someone to hate you.
0: And I learned that lesson too from an episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. Yes, because it was the episode when Timmy Turner. I don't know why, but basically everybody got turned into ghosts.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and they were all look was the great. same. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were
0: all gray. Everybody looked exactly Just the same. Just gray blobs. But they found a way to shit on one another because it was like, well, you have green eyes, where well, you have blue eyes. So we got blue eyes, so we're better than you. Now I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. No nope. matter what. We could all be the same color. We would still, as human beings, find a way to shit on somebody. Yeah, because
2: somebody be has,
3: alien beings in somebody ha- and they would all hate. Each well, other. somebody has to be well, on well, top. Well, well,
2: well. Sometimes, sometimes they <laughs> unite, know. and they're better <laughs> than know. us, and that's why they can come and invade us because they have gathered as one race.
0: Exactly. That's where the seven deadly sins come into play because somebody has to be on <laughs> top. Somebody has to be on bottom. I somebody mean, has to be envious. Unless
2: you're Zygons or Silurians, in which case, or um, what are the short ones that uh, uh see.
0: If, if we were all the same <laughs> They'd be like Nah y'all short So y'all gotta do Oh all no, no, no 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 no
2: They're all the same And they're all clones Of one person No so. no I'm just
0: saying like, Even the, <laughs> with the Janices mm. Going to the good mm-hmm. place There were Janices Like nah you're a stupid Janice Yeah Even though you're the same Janice it's There was a good Janice Dumb yeah. Janet Janet my fault I always been saying Janice too
2: you watch the whole damn show.
0: Janice Janet is the same.
2: No, well, yeah. no, I, I'd say uh, in a Michelle c- Michael, Same thing. Yeah, yeah. In, in a cuckoo banana pants universe, yes. Yes.
0: A good Janet versus a bad Janet is still a Janet, but they still find a ways to shit on Disco Janet.
2: Yeah, right. Fucking Disco Janet. <laughs> you know, I this one <laughs> back to DC. This right. This one kind of got away from us, but yeah. you know what? I think I think but this is an fine. important conversation that it's we are It's organic. Had. Exactly. Um, with these characters here, I don't see a lot of them having to deal with the challenges necessarily of race. DC, the DC universe, as opposed to the Marvel universe, is a little more... Friendly. Friendly in that way. Mm. I, I wanted to say utopian. but they're darker but kind of, in
3: other areas. They're darker yes. in
2: other areas, like murder and, yeah. you know. But then you've Rapping. got the Marvel Universe, where <laughs> killing they, girlfriends they're, they're not killing anyone. Yeah. But you see systemic racism. Oh. You see class warfare. That's not my captain. Yeah, there mm-hmm.
3: is class warfare.
2: Eternals. I oh, mean, my God. You know. the yeah, even the Eternals. Yeah. Even yeah. The, the Inhumans and yeah. the, the Kree and the
0: Skrull. Not the alpha males, and, the alpha oh, primates Yes, and Inhumans. Even with the so more Morlocks and uh, comics. But the Morlocks cool. weren't segregated by the s That's just how they No, but there's like
2: still, society. there's there's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you guys. you a pretty one. You guys live in the tunnels where our shit goes to. Yeah.
0: But, we, but they didn't make them, they chose <laughs> to. But,
3: but I think yeah. that's where DC kind of has that cover. It's like you're already dark and gritty in your storylines that we can present, mm-hmm. you know, the race mm-hmm. or classism. But at the same time, it's not as in your face or has to be the main topic.
2: Absolutely. So, so okay, that, that, that brings me to my question. And uh, we're, we're going to wrap up here in a minute. But uh, does it have does the DC universe lack because of that because of that lack of dialogue or is it a good thing that people don't look at each other that way?
3: I think for me I think it's a good thing because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. I think there's enough for you to notice the Mm -hmm. difference just like I said in Aqualad when he yells at Black Manta like I'm gay and he you know he's also the first (laughs) gay black character not the first gay black character but and DC and then there's enough but they don't go into it so much where Mm -hmm. it's You've lost the plot of the story, and you're right. so focused on the character. Because
2: at some point, we are reading these stories to escape. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So it goes into that one of the plays, like, I don't like politics in my, I don't like politics in my comic book, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, but with Marvel, it's more um, noticeable because they try a lot to mirror the real world. Mm-hmm. But, like, until you brought it up, like, DC really doesn't play up to that angle, so it's kind of more of a, a general escape from reality so you just can see superheroes being superheroes super villains being bad guys and more or less right, the overall right. um, the more the overall objective of these characters is just to stop the bad from happening mm-hmm. or unless you're reading about a villain to create the badness to create the chaos we don't have to worry about what color you are. This, that, and the third. You're not
2: worried about why Wallace West is a black character. You're worried about uh, Professor Zoom coming back to kill him, yeah,
0: or why exactly. he wanted to work with Slade. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: It's it, instead you're you're more about the the story itself, and I, I you know I, I'd have to agree I, as much as I I do believe these conversations are necessary mm-hmm. and do need to happen. I do appreciate that the DC universe. Has given us, yes, a world full of murder,
1: yeah. crazy yes.
2: clowns, yeah. and uh, keen sharks. Crippling, but <laughs> Crippling clowns. Crippling clowns, but at the same time and doesn't Batman's feel game. the need to uh, harp on, <laughs> well, you're different than me because of this. It's yeah. like, hey, well, you know why you're different than me? Because you've got powers.
3: They still have <laughs> ways of opening your eyes to something like Vixen in Zimbazi. They still talk about how her father or her mother was actually killed. And it's like in their own village and, you know, the guerrilla warfare. And same thing with Batwing. Um, When the first Batwing,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, his father, he was a child soldier in Africa. Like they still touch base on some of the historical values of yeah, things yeah. that it's enough to make you open your eyes. But it's not doesn't overpower the story and i think that's important
2: yeah. that it doesn't overpower the story exactly
0: and that's the thing too is cool like it's almost like the dc um universe or maybe not the dc universe the dc earth uh-huh. that they always focus on is more progressive overall where they don't have the issue about a hero being black or white anything like that you're a hero you're here the same as they thank you on like marvel's mm-hmm. like nah motherfucker you was born with power so we hate you off the bat. Uh- <laughs> you yeah. get bit by a spider or a rays. You're okay, which is always weird with Marvel. Yeah. It's like, you hate the X-Men for having powers, but you're okay with Captain America and everybody else on this mm. side of your life. Yeah. DC doesn't have to have that problem like, no. you're either four heroes or you just like, fuck all heroes.
2: Exactly. And then I guess when you, when you bring up uh, race a lot in comics, it, it has to be like uh, Sriracha, right? Yeah. Sriracha's good. No,
0: I don't fuck with Sriracha.
2: Okay. What, what, give me a sauce that you That's like. Sad. Or a Ranch. spice. You like Cholula? Do you like you like not I
0: don't. You like spice? I like spice.
2: <laughs> you ever put Tony Satter's on anything? <laughs> no, I got my own. Do you like
0: guacotel? I got my own green chili habanero <laughs> sauce. That I use. Okay. That shit is bomb diggity.
2: I'm sticking with sriracha. All right, you know on. what? Sriracha's good, I'll go but with I- it if sriracha. you put a little, t- if you put even just a little too much in there, you can't taste whatever the fucking food you put it in yes. was. Suddenly, all you're eating is sriracha noodles. Yep. And there's no more any of the other seasonings you put in. No cheese, no nothing. It's just sriracha. Right. Yep. And I think when you're talking about uh, race and these issues, you do have to keep the story in mind mm-hmm. without adding too much because then you're like... I, I mean, unless it's that's yeah. the point of the story. Yeah. Exactly. If that's the story that you chose, cool. If it's overpowering the story itself...
3: I read my news at other times than I read my comics, and I kind of like to keep them separate. Absolutely. See,
0: and that's one of the things, too, which makes the CW so different from the comic books. Because if you watch the CW shows, boy, <laughs> they're going to let you know you in the real world, especially with <laughs> Supergirl. And it's one of the things, too. Like, I get why people don't vibe well with Supergirl because mm-hmm. some would say it's very um, SSJ with it. You know, the social justice warriors because mm. it's a SJW. lot of... Sh- SAW. SJW. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a lot of that shit is just in your face. Like you have a problem with a cer- certain political party. Oh, you're going to get brought up to the fact that that party may be shitty if you don't <laughs> maybe that's swing, why I don't watch it. swing that way. But it's like, oh, this is the ideals that you represent in the real world. We don't let you know that our superheroes don't fuck with that shit. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time
3: That's okay. She's not the supergirl I would want.
0: Word. <laughs> oh wow. And you're missing out. But um but it also lets you know that these characters aren't the comic book, they are the real world because Martian Manhunter brings up a couple of times that the fact like I am an alien mm-hmm. first but as long as I've been on earth I've wore the skin of a black man and I see how people already treat me looking yes. like a black man what else would they do to me if they knew I was actually an alien so it's mm-hmm. like one of those real world things like I get it I get why aliens want to stay hidden Can because I, ask I know something.
3: do you feel if you push an issue too much then it becomes a bigger issue do you ever feel that way
0: um me personally no but I can understand where you're coming from with that question because, like, I have to deal with that every day in my life. So when I see that in a show, mm-hmm. cool. Like, I expected—I didn't even expect them to touch on that, but I'm glad they did. Cause, like, yeah, cause that's some real world shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you do too much of it, too much of it, and it's not your show to be doing that on. It's like, all right, now you're getting a little too preachy. Yeah. and the same thing with Supergirl like yeah I get why you might not like it cause it's like very girl power it's supposed to be girl power it's Supergirl mm-hmm. but when they do certain things I'm like ah that's a little
3: I'm, I'm for girl power I'm That's a, a little heavy. feminist yeah but. like
0: it's a little heavy handed and that goes back into another um CW show like um Legends of Tomorrow I believe it was season one they had like a whole slave episode Black History episode, like I always make the joke about time travel, I couldn't do it past the '80s Mm -hmm. Mm because it wasn't that cool for Black people back in the day. And uh, Firestorm, this version was the version where Jeff, uh, the Professor Stein, was fused with um, Jackson. Mm -hmm. Jackson is Black, and it's like they went back to some slave shit, some Rosa, not Rosa Parks, some Harriet Tubman shit when they had to free some slaves. And you see this whole history, and he was trying to explain to um, Dr. Stein why. You just got to let him do this thing. He was like, yo, I'm a part of a time traveling group of superheroes. I know most of the time we go in the past, I'm not going to be safe. Mm-hmm. But being a hero, period, I'm not going to be safe. So you got to let me go out here and do my thing. Which is fine as if it's a hero. to bring
3: in that storyline with Harry And I was again. like, yeah, because, you, I mean, you bring in Captain America with the Nazis. And yeah. So it, I, I get it.
0: And it was so powerful, too. I was like, yo, they just show how important, like, that issue is because all these other characters like yeah time travel, but they're like Ugh, I don't I don't know even when like they try to go to Nazi Germany and a couple of the crewmates are black like, I don't think I'll be able to go on this stealth mission yeah I'm like well <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're already gonna be suspicious so it's like when you do it like that like you don't have to do it all the time but when you just bring up historical mm-hmm. accuracies to certain things I'm like cool that's why I fuck with the CW and that yeah, yeah.
3: that is tasteful and that's yeah. well done yeah exactly yeah.
2: And I think that's going to go ahead and wrap us up today. Um, no final question. This discussion kind of answered a lot of those uh, you know, big things. So, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Are you going to take two people of color's choices away from them?
2: I have no question for you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I got an answer for you. Uh, there was no question. so no
2: So it's not an answer. It's a declarative statement. No,
0: it is an answer. What's the answer? Still, Shaquille O'Neal. How do you feel? Because oh. you want to talk about oh. Steel, too. Oh. So it's two birds, one I'm not going to talk about
2: Steel, but I will talk about Shaquille O'Neal.
0: I will talk about Steel. Go ahead.
2: Well, no. We got, we, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yes, Steel sir. can go on next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into Steel later because that's a movie. We'll get the movie. Is it a
0: movie or is it a comic book? It's character? barely a
2: comic book movie. It's not even barely a movie.
0: <laughs> is that how you feel? That's
2: exactly how I feel. And Word. I'll tell you more about that next week. Yeah. So but as far as Shaquille album? O'Neal goes, here we go. Can
0: you tell us this next week, too?
2: So, I was working at a hookah lounge. It was South by Southwest in Austin. And um, I had just gotten word that Shaquille O'Neal was going to come into our hookah lounge. And I'm like, oh my god. Kazam is coming into my, my hookah lounge. Holy shit. Have I told you guys this story before?
0: Mm-mm. I told you this story? No. But I thought we had to wrap up, though. But go ahead. Well, I told you I was telling at the end. This is the
2: last story. <laughs> um, so... I see a bunch of big guys come through the door. I love your stories, by the way. And man. and then and then um, I see a, a giant who has to bend to get into the door and walk in. And he's followed by this, like, five-foot-nothing woman. And I'm like, oh, my God. Were you,
0: like, freaking out? Like, I, yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know. I knew who it was. Okay. And so I'm yeah, heavy breathing. I'm like, be cool. Daniel, be cool. This is Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. The Shack Attack. It's the Shack Attack. I had his little Lego figure with the little bouncing. You remember those? You mounts and puts the ball in the hoop. No, we were poor. (sighs) No, I'm lying. So he comes in. I tell him, Mister O'Neill, we got a whole spot, you know, whole section uh, blocked off for you. You you know, my my guys are coming in in about five minutes. They'll take care of you. I'm actually headed out to go see, uh, you know, it was the Zelda Symphony Orchestra. I cried like a baby. Of course. And um, he's like, Yeah, man, yeah. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) Okay, great.
2: So. I'm waiting for my ride. I turn to this guy, Andrew, who's sitting there, and he was doing our company website at the time, and I hand him my shitty iPhone, and I say, I need you to take a picture of me and Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to go ask. I'm going to go up, and I was like, Mr. O'Neal, hey, I, you know, I just talked to you. I'm actually about to leave, but I was wondering if I could get a picture with you before I go. I'm trying to be all professional and cool. And he goes, yeah, man. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Then Andrew opens up his big mouth and says, uh, yeah, we're just going to probably put it on the website, You know, get a little bit more business here. And Shaq doesn't even look at him. He's just looking at me and goes, you want to put this online? And I was like, no, this is just for me. And Andrew goes, well, you know, not without your permission. Again, Shaquille O'Neal does not acknowledge Andrew. He's looking at me and he's like, you can't, no, no more picture. And I'm like, I won't show anyone. I promise I won't show anyone. He goes, I can't trust you anymore. I don't trust you anymore. Meaning that before that moment, Shaq had, my, I had Shaq's trust. You did. I did.
0: You always
3: have what trust. What did it matter whether it? he was on a stupid website or not? He's all over the place.
0: It
2: didn't I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it's his likeness. It's, it's
0: his image. Exactly. His
2: and if we were using it to be like the official hookah lounge of Shaquille O'Neal, can kind I of bullshit? He was at,
3: in pain and didn't have icy hot at the. So time the, <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> so he's like, so he goes, "Get out of here!" And two of his bodyguards stand up, and they're much bigger than me. It wouldn't even take one of them, you know. And so I leave. I go, I see Zelda. <laughs> so I go home. I get a text p- uh, picture from my roommate and my coworker. I guess Shaq knocked down one of the pictures, and as a sorry, he took like five pictures with them. Silly pictures, pictures where it looked like he was holding them. <sighs> so fuck Shaquille O'Neal.
0: So did make um, the website?
2: No. Word. Yeah, no. Fuck Shaquille O'Neal.
0: Word, but Shaq, you're <laughs> always welcome here. Daniel will just not be here when you decide. Oh you no, I'll be here, and we
2: can we can squash this beef. Um, this is me calling you out, Shaq. Bring you enough icy hot for the whole team. Um, okay, so that's wrapping us up. That's yeah. it. Um, Michelle, thank you for joining our team. We're Great. excited to have you. Uh, anything you'd like to plug in? Where can the people find you?
3: Um, I am on Instagram as M Lee Gideon. Um, otherwise, just whenever I'm tagged on Escaping Podcast.
1: <laughs> mm. Nice. Mm.
0: Nice. That's what's up. What about you, Kels? What I like to plug today is a show on Netflix called DC Superhero Girls in Metropolis High. Main one of the main reasons, besides it being adorably awesome, is the fact that their Catwoman is black, based on the Earth Eartha Kit Catwoman from the um, 1960 um, Batman TV series, of course that star Adam West, and also uh, features another black female superhero, Bumblebee. In the show, she is like a little geeky Tony Stark or Iron Heart. She develops her own. Um, Bumblebee armor that allows her to shrink if you have young daughters or just young kids in general it's definitely a fun show to watch and if you're a comic book uh, fan it's a double whammy because they make a lot of references to um, different um, classic comic book arcs Um, Zod and his crew pops up in the episode like it's funny but one of the interesting things is they have younger versions of every character except for Batman Mm. like we see a younger Superman but we don't see a young Bruce Wayne for whatever reason and the Joker because we do have Harley Quinn we do have Lex in there as well and one of the funnier episodes too Supergirl Super, uh, Supergirl wanted to get new image so there's a whole montage of her trying out new costumes it basically goes through all the classic Supergirl costumes then we end up with her being Power Girl at the end which was a f- very fun episode so yeah I definitely recommend checking that out and you can always find me Facebook Snapchat Instagram Kills for show. You find one, you find them all, and of course, you can find me at Escape Velocity Comic Books on Saturdays. If you want to purchase some items, chit chat with me elsewhere. You know where I'll be at.
2: Awesome. Um, for me, uh, anything to plug. Um, if you haven't, go back and rewatch Justice League Unlimited. God, it's so good. True. They they have so many characters that actually get to play a part. It's it's just one of the best. True. Um, As far as anything else goes, um, I've actually done some voice work for a podcast called Rivers of the Mind. It's a psychedelic trip of a show... Um, I actually voice a few random characters, so check out this new season that's out. You see if you can figure out which one I am, or which ones. Mm. Uh, I was also on an episode of Panelism. It's a fun uh, podcast by uh, Taylor uh, Trask, and uh, it's here local in the Springs. The, their episode actually should be up today, and you can find both of those podcasts I mentioned on Stitcher, and I want to say Apple Podcasts. Uh, as far as Rivers of the Mind, you can find them on Spotify as well. Um, find me on Facebook, uh, Daniel Rojas, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word, the O's are zeros, and, uh, you know, if you look out the window and think really hard, I'll be there. You won't see me. (laughs) Is that like Momo? You you can't fucking see me. I I, I will be there.
0: Oh, Momo, I know what Momo he's talking about now.
2: Is that the woman, the bird? Yeah. Yes, that's me.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, <laughs> that's not crazy awesome uh, you know uh, we, we have a disclaimer but let's just say it again uh we record here at Escape Velocity, and we're very thankful for that. But our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions do not reflect that of Escape Velocity, its staff, or its uh, patrons. We are just lucky enough to record our sexy, sexy show here, and uh, for that we say thanks. Today, we leave you with Breckenridge by Local Natives. Uh, they're a local band. You may have heard their so- some of their songs on uh, earlier episodes, but make sure you check them out. They're fantastic. And if you or anyone else you know would like to get your music featured on the show, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for uh, letting us talk at you and to each other with you. Um, We love you in a non-platonic way. We will see you next time. Remember, folks, there can only be one chum bucket.
0: Yes. And remember, guys, no matter what, no matter where, no matter who you are, you can always be an escapee. Stay uncanny, y'all
1: girl you're super fly let me try you off for size you're my favorite high sugar with a little spice can i have a taste all of this I say that i want you baby i want you Under crazy skies, we forgot the stars, I think I broke my neck, trying to watch them fall, but nothing gives me chills, like your fingers, I confess, I'm the worst with pride, I don't even call, been a while, I lost, counts of months ago, I love the magic night, but I always Girl, you're super fly. Let me try you off the size. You're my favorite high sugar with a little spice. Can I have a taste? All of this to say that I want you, baby. I want you. I got tons of love, baby. You can have all mine when I stay the night. Hope I leave you satisfied. This is no mistake, all of this to say that I want you Baby, I want you Like the firework, I just watch you glow I'm a pleasant guest, but you're a better host You feel like morphine So please be careful with the dose Lost in Breckenridge I'm that fox with doubts I don't settle in You're unsettled now I hate things when left, just know I've been trying to make them right Girl, you're super fly let me try you all for size You're my favorite high Sugar with a little spice Can I have a taste All of this to say that I want you Baby I want you i got tons of love Baby you can have all mine When I say the night Hope I leave you satisfied This is no mistake All of this to say that I want you Baby I With a little spice Can I have a taste of all of this To say that I want you Baby, I want you I got tons of blood